Welcome to the X's and Tea podcast, where we talk about X's and Tea with your hosts, Corey and Danny. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We are, like always, so excited to have everybody here. Thanks for coming back. Yes, thank you so much for all the love on our previous uh, couple episodes with Kendra as well. They've it's been amazing listening to the feedback and stuff with that. Yeah. Again, we apologize for the audio on that one, cool. but that was our with our first interview. I think we did really well. Um, and yes, I, I think for Kendra to come out and tell her story the way that she did was incredible. Um, and it actually kind of inspired us because guess what? We have our second ever guest. Um, this is a friend of mine that I have had, I want to say, for the last five years now. We're so excited to tell our story with kind of how we met and her story with domestic violence and a cult mm-hmm. um so everybody kind of hinted about the cult before yes now we're gonna deep dive into it yes we're gonna deep dive into the cult and we're gonna talk to um a, my one of my best friends who was in this cult with me um so everybody give it up for jess jessica hi how are you guys we're good we're good how are you how are you I'm good. Good. Excited to talk. Yay. <laughs> I know. I feel like this is, is this like kind of your first time really talking about, you know, everything that's happened? Other than with you after splitting up with my ex? Pretty much. I haven't really told very many people. Some people got snippets, but yeah, not the full gritty nitty details. So here we are to expose everything. Yeah. Whole tea. <laughs> Um, so Jess, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, your micro story, if you will. (laughs) My goodness. I always hated micro stories. Um, but I've known you for, gosh, it feels like forever now. It has been. Five, six years. Six years, actually. was like three years old, right? Yep. Yep. My son was three years old at the time. And now you're a mom too, which is so cool. Yes. It is so exciting. Being a mom is my biggest dream in life ever. I've always wanted to be a mom since I was like 16. (laughs) I've had a crazy childhood, crazy life, but now it's like honestly just perfect at this point. Yeah. Life is wonderful where it's at. I've gotten away from everything that used to be negative in my life and started completely fresh with a brand new family, basically. That's awesome. It's crazy. That's awesome. And your story is crazy. I remember you were telling me like bits and pieces of your childhood. And I was like, how is there not a movie made about you? (laughs) Most people, when they hear about my childhood, their jaw just like drops to the ground and they're like, are you okay?" And I'm like, no, I'm mentally unstable, but I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not trying to dig too far into your trauma today. So it's okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so... Basically, you and I, we met because of your ex-husband, Robert. Yes. And we really met after we got involved with this cult. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you haven't already kind of tuned into our previous episodes, the cult that we're referring to is a group called Worldwide Dream Builders. Um, it is a training mentorship organization that utilizes a distribution company called Amway. Um, we are in no way affiliated with Worldwide Dream Builders anymore. We are in no way affiliated with Amway. These are our personal experiences with Worldwide Dream Builders. Um, all of the names that we are going to discuss, we have changed. Um, one, I don't know how litigious they are. And two, um, just because we're not out here to glorify again abusers we are just here to express our experiences and our stories um and again amway itself is the distribution company anything that we say is not in reference to them it is all our personal experiences with worldwide dream builders so with that um jess so (laughs) um i know that your story kind of like we talked about it goes into like it ties into this cult it ties into domestic violence um, and you had mentioned this is all because of your ex-husband. Um, yes. So if you, how did you meet Robert and um, what was that really like, your first becoming friends with, with Robert? Um, it was like a, 
love bomb whirlwind to be honest with you like i wasn't seriously looking for a relationship at the time i was only 17 didn't really know what a serious relationship meant or was going to be um but i met him on facebook i think he added me or i added him i can't really remember yeah and we started talking and then like 24 hours later we hung out hooked up at the park (laughs) and (laughs) three days later we were dating basically like it was just boom 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 i met his family 48 hours after i met him we went swimming out in washougal together and then three days later we were dating and i think it was like a month later my parents and i got into a big fight and i got kicked out of my parents house had nowhere else to go so he was like you can stay with me and my mom moved in with him and holy hell that's when it started like a month into it it started holy (laughs) that's a lot to unpack for just a month that is (laughs) yeah wow and you were how old at this time 17 i hadn't even was i gonna be 18 i think i was like two weeks away from being 18 when i got kicked out of my uh, parents house wow and how old was robert at this time 19 Wow. Another one of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Wow. Technically, it was legal, but, like, probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> right, right, because you're talking about the age and the power dynamic, and, and Robert was very good at instilling this power dynamic from what I remember. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So what were your first impressions? Like, what was your first impression of Robert when you guys first hung out, and then through this month when you started dating, what was that like? Um... I mean, he was always sweet and like, oh, you know, the whole put your best foot forward first, always did that, like treated me really well, never raised his voice at me. Like he, he kind of saw my family a little bit and how they were just like a really chaotic family. And his family was also a little bit chaotic. And so, like, we both had talked, like, you know, we really just don't want to be with chaotic people. Like, we want a calm relationship. And if we're going to be together, like, we don't want to be fighting all the time and, you know, raising our voices and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like, this might be good. Like, my previous relationship was absolutely terrible, domestic violence as well. So I came from one into another and just didn't even like realize it for a while. Yeah. Cause he was just like very subtle in the very beginning. That first month he was super duper subtle with like anything. It, it started with like, um, since I had moved in, if I wanted to go somewhere like after school or after work, I had to like check in with him. Like he was my father. Wow. And wow. like if I was sick or something, I was not allowed to leave the house. Because if you're sick, then you should go have fun, even though I'm technically an adult. Right. Holy shit. So. That is really controlling. Yeah. And how did you handle yeah. that? Um, A lot of it in the beginning was just shutting down. Like, I'd cry and be like, okay, whatever. Like, I guess I'm just not going to go. Or I would just agree and be like, okay, I'm not going. I'm sick, so not going to do it. And, like, one time his mom like even said something to him was like you're not her father if she wants to go to the bonfire or go do this just because she called in sick from work like you're not her father and he was like oh that makes sense like i'm not her father i just was looking out for her and it's like you weren't really looking out for me like you were just trying to be the i guess controller and you're i don't even know what he was trying to be at that point right but yeah Wow. Okay. So what what were the, I mean, was that really the first, like, looking back red flags that you had seen? And are there more that you kind of realized that you ignored, maybe? Um, I feel like the list of red flags that I had ignored were, he immediately hated my family, Ooh. disliked my mom, more so than anything and like yes my mom is crazy chaotic but like she's not a bad person and in his eyes immediately she was a terrible person terrible human being um the 
like the small controlling things of like, I'll take you to work because then I couldn't get, I couldn't like go anywhere else after work because I'd have to wait for him to pick me up. Right. Um, wow. Those were like the main ones that I feel like I ignored early on because I was like, Oh, he's just trying to be sweet. Like give me a ride. So I don't have to pay for gas or like anything. Cause like, obviously I didn't make a lot of money at the time. He was making really good money at the time, you know, working construction or whatever he was doing at that time. Wow. I feel like that's so. kind of how it starts, right? Is they mm-hmm. really subtly, they, they try so hard to make their like, um, endearing acts, but it's actually them controlling us. Right. Yeah. I think Kyle was definitely like that mm-hmm. with both of us. Yeah. They always come off so nice and sweet and stuff like that. And then they slowly like take their mask off. Yep. It's kind of like the saying with the the frog in the boiling water. If a frog jumps into boiling water, they're going to immediately jump out. So if you go on a first date, so if you go on a first date and your date punches you, you're going to leave, right? Yes. But, but if, you know, with the frog and you sit them in the water at a cool temperature and you slowly start to raise the temperature, eventually it's going to boil to death because it's not going to realize that the water is so hot. Mm-hmm. So through your relationship, which is the case with me, like everything was so okay. And then eventually the assault. Yeah. And then eventually the assault did take place and it was like, fuck I'm already too deep into this the water's boiling the water's boiling and I can't jump out basically um but yeah so um kind of what was oh what was it like living with him and his mom um very chaotic very toxic honestly now that I look back on it there was not just us living there his brother sister-in-law and their three-year-old son also lived with us that's a full house yeah yeah and it was just like nobody had respect or care for anybody in the house it was everybody for themselves and nobody had like um a thought of anybody else so it's like if you needed to take a shower and you literally had to tell everybody in the house, like I'm going to take a shower. So like nobody come in the bathroom. Cause there was one bathroom for us all. Oh no. Oh man. How big, <laughs> how big was this place? Uh, you've actually been there. I have, you're right. I have been to that area and you're right. I have been on the outside. Um, but what's so funny is you said that you and him, said that you wanted a not chaotic relationship <laughs> and you wanted to be calm, but it sounds like yes. everything but. It really was everything but calm, but as I got further and further into it, I started just making excuses or finding excuses as like, oh, well, you know, we live with a bunch of people. That's why it's chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, wow. It's crazy. So... You're going through this, you know, first portion of your relationship, and you said he was working in construction at this time? Yeah. And what is it that, what were you doing? Um, I was working at Wendy's at the time. My very first job was Wendy's. Oh, that's awesome. So you were, wow, that's right. You had said that. You were so young, and you were in your very first job. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, and I was still a senior in high school. Oh my, I, wow, okay, so you're still a senior in high school, you're living with your boyfriend, you're working at Wendy's, yep. and and you graduated on time? I graduated early, actually. Oh my gosh, we got a, woo, that's, no, that's awesome, I mean, considering your circumstances, you are an overachiever here. Yeah, and I technically wasn't supposed to graduate early, because I failed my freshman year at the beginning of high school, and so being able to graduate early was quite an accomplishment, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So how long were you and Robert together before the cult? Oh, let me think. I want to say it was around nine-ish months before he had come home knowing about the cult. Okay. So 
in this like a decent amount of time yeah yeah so in this first nine months how would you kind of sum it up like what was it like with him for that first nine months before you even knew this cult existed um there were some hard things um he had not been working as much as like he was when we first met i had gotten into a really bad car accident so i wasn't working and there was a lot of like i guess different views on different things that we didn't really know how to communicate effectively i guess when there was a difference um but i mean really other than those few things like there wasn't a lot of like verbal abuse physical abuse or anything like that like almost everything was pretty mutual. Like if we got into an argument, we both would raise our voice, both would say things that we didn't really mean. Yeah. So it wasn't like just him, you know, doing the things that he would do later on, I guess. Right. Um, And there was a lot of fun times. We were still in the honeymoon phase. So like we were partying every weekend, seeing a lot of friends, um, being around my family a lot around his family so it was just like a lot of like social interaction so it was like oh this is great especially coming from a previous relationship where i was really isolated already yeah um so like being able to like socialize again i was like oh this is great like he likes my friends he likes most of my family um but yeah so pretty good so what you would consider um especially in comparison to your past it was a decent healthy relationship or so you thought yeah yeah gotcha and so Um, We're going to kind of dive into the cult now. So would you say that when in that first nine months was Robert a pretty ambitious guy? He was just looking for the next best thing. Uh, Definitely. Always looking for a better job or more hours at work, I would say. He was willing to work really long hours for the big paychecks. Yeah. So just a hardworking guy. Yeah. Gotcha. So what... Okay, so nine months into this relationship, what was your first impressions of him getting around this cult? Uh, <laughs> so he had a coworker, um, did not like this guy, hated him with his guts. And this is Craig, right? Yes, Craig. And out of the blue, I want to say it was like a Thursday or a Friday. Um, I came home from work and he was nowhere to be found. So I just text him and I was like, Hey, you know, you working late or something and no response. I was like, Oh, okay. Yikes. Must be busy. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. Cause I'm exhausted. Right. So I go to bed and I think it was like two or three in the morning. He comes home and he's like, babe, I got to tell you what Craig told me. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> And he's like, I gotta tell you, he has this business. You go to the store, you fill up your cart, <laughs> and you walk away, and you make money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't even like Craig, one. Or two, did he sell you drugs or something? <laughs> like, you, this guy's never even smoked weed in his life. And he came home high as a kite. Like, on something. Right. (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't just go to a store, fill up your cart, walk away, and make money. Right. That doesn't make sense. That's called theft. (laughs) We call that stealing. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, no, he has a way. We can make millions of dollars. You'll never have to work again. And I'm like, okay. At this point, you know, I'm like 18, 19. I'm already exhausted from working fast food because nobody likes fast food so I'm like okay you know what bring me around these people and we'll see what they have to say and so we sit down at a coffee shop I think probably any random coffee shop and Barbara oh Barbara (laughs) Barbara sweet woman is showing me these pictures that she's drawn basically on a napkin Oh, like, okay. So we actually have 
pictures i was i was showing Corey. i was showing Corey what types of stuff they would draw on napkins and they would do it on a napkin intentionally yes. oh my God. and i drew it out for Corey. so we're gonna take a picture and we're gonna post it on our instagram it's wild you have to see it okay yes. so the napkin basically on this napkin she was like going over the flow of money and products and i'm like Okay, it kind of makes sense to me. You know, they're talking about, like, you buy from yourself and, you know, support your own business. And I'm like, oh, yeah, who wouldn't want to support their own business? Yeah. Of course I want to support a business if I'm going to start one. So I'm like, okay, this sort of makes sense. And, like, I started to, like, ask questions of, like, you know, what's the business name? What, um where would the products come from? Like, is this sort of like Cincy, I think was pretty much one of my questions. Yeah. Valid questions. Yeah. It like immediately standoffish. Oh no, no, no. We are not like Cincy. We don't have garages full of stuff. We're not pushing sales. No, no, no. We're not like Cincy. We don't stack them high and sell them cheap is what they used to say. Exactly. We don't do that. And I'm like, you know, I've had friends who wanted to get me into Cincy and I'm just not into those things, you know, and especially nowadays. Right. I'm just not into those businesses. I will support you. I will buy your Scentsy, but, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to join your team. Right. Um, But, yeah, immediately standoffish. And her husband, same, immediately standoffish, but also controlling of the conversation. Yeah, he was. John? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember him being like that. Um, okay, so you sit down, and so they would call this, they would, they would call this showing the plan, right? They'd draw mm-hmm. it out, and it's basically, and again, we're going to post pictures of it, and it's basically, what, like an illustration of how the business itself works in, like, a really roundabout sort of way. Very vague. Yes. Very vague, and not really to a point, in my opinion. I agree. Um, <laughs> okay. So what wow. was your impression after meeting Barbara and John and they show you this stuff on a napkin? Like what's going through your mind? Um, I was just like, I have to know more information. I can't just make a decision after meeting a random person and they draw me pictures. Um, I definitely walked away from the encounter a little bit like iffy if that makes sense just from their personalities and the way that they structured their meeting I guess coming from a chaotic domestic violence family I just like kind of thought maybe they were not a good couple so I was like "Mm, I don't know and then but then I was like maybe I could just overlook it and maybe I'm just reading something wrong right But, I don't know, they just, there was just so many, like, what ifs or, like, what is this questions, and nobody really wanted to answer them in that meeting. They were like, oh, we'll get to the next meeting, and I'm like, okay, so, like, when is the next meeting? You know, like, they just kept you on a, like, a cliffhanger. Yeah, they did. Okay, so you went to these meetings, and then they kind of, like, dodged your questions, kind of. So how or when did you find out that it was actually like Amway? When did they actually tell you like the business name? Um, I believe it was like four or five meetings of different people that I had sat down with and basically was told the same thing over and over. Just that drawing of like, oh, money goes here, product goes here, you get money in your pocket kind of thing. And then we were in one of the like board meetings in somebody's uh, living yes. room the board plan oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was like the middle of summer too so it was super hot and there was like people packed in like sardines and the guy speaking i don't even remember he was way up there um uh, but he just was like talking about amway and how that's where he gets all of his products, but he doesn't have to like store them in his garage or like sell these products. He just eats them or he just uses them. His wife uses the makeup and blah, blah, blah kind of thing. 
And when I heard Amway that night, I went home immediately because at the end of all of those like board meetings, they were like, go home and do your research. Like, you know, um, don't just Google this, but like do reputable um, research on reputable sites. <laughs> they would give you the websites too. Oh, of uh -huh, course. They would. So I did start looking into like what Amway was and – but it was like a good, I think we were in the process for like close to three and a half weeks before we even heard Amway once. That's right. So um, just kind of a recap here. So the process, right? They called this an interview mm -hmm. process. Jess, can you kind of walk us through what exactly that means? Yeah. So basically the very first step is making a connection with somebody out in your day-to-day -day life, you see somebody who potentially might be unhappy in their life. And <laughs> Do you like your job? No. Are you looking for other options? Opportunities? Yes. <laughs> like, and it's, what did they say? Spear hunting. I remember them saying something about that. It's like, they would always say we're not spear hunting, but we were. Like yeah, you would pinpoint 100%. somebody who was very unhappy with where their life was going or what there was happening in their life. And you're like, that's it. That's the person I'm going to change their life with this business. And you would like basically drop the message is what they called it. And you yes. would say what Danny said, like, are you unhappy? I have something. Let me introduce you to so-and-so. Yeah, my connections. I have connections. Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like they like go for like the vulnerable people. Yes. And like shark attack them. They do. They do. <laughs> they they do. go for the vulnerable people and they like they're very they're I remember and in my story I talk about this, but uh, my significant other, somebody dropped the message on him. Jess, I remember reaching out to you immediately because we knew oh, yeah. we both knew already who it was. And yeah. um, basically they were because he at, a, at the time had wanted to be in welding and they'd be like, well, I have some connections. Let me talk to them oh, and see. Of course. they do. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't have connections in welding. You have a <laughs> couple of multi-level what they call mentors. I'm doing quotes here or quotes because they call it mentorship. And we'll go into why it's like really not. But yeah. Um, anyways. So, yeah. So um, what's the next step of the process after they drop the message? Um, basically, that person would call you and, like, set up a meeting, which is, like, the coffee date or coffee meeting, whatever it is. Um, and you would meet with them, and they would draw on the napkin for you and show you how this business could change your life, basically, and how supporting your own business, starting your own business is the way to go in the world. And then you would meet with, like, people further up the chain, um, depending on who was available. Obviously, they're very, very busy people. Yeah. Right. And they, they <laughs> make it sound like they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they, in that, at that, those meetings, they would uh, bring up these, like, analogies. Do you remember mm -hmm. the, the horse or the cow manure one? Oh, yes. If you move the cow manure... Oh, what was it? With your bare hands or use gloves or something like that? Yeah, it was if you could move uh, horse manure or any some just manure um, with your bare hands across the field for like two years straight, bare hands. And after that, you know, the person would that you're helping would give you an unlimited cash flow every year. Yeah. And that's how they determined if you were, quote, uh, results oriented or um, process, process oriented. oriented. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's funny to me, too, that they, like, act like they're so, like, the like professional in, like, their, what they're doing, but they're literally taking you to coffee shops and writing stuff down on, like, napkins. Like, you couldn't have made, like, a PowerPoint? They do it because they want to seem humble. They want to seem like mm -hmm. um, they're just like you. They're a regular person, and mm -hmm. that's so cringy. <laughs> They stumbled upon this amazing thing. My, well, the biggest guy in the business yes. would say, my brother sat me down in the basement. We had beards down to here and we were crying together. Yep. And we heard that story. How many times, Jess? So many. So many times. Wow. 
I got so tired. So at this of point it. in the process, were they still giving the book? Yes, they pretty much give a book um, at the first. That's right. Uh, that's little right. Coffee meeting. If they feel like you're going to make it, um, then they'll give and you the book. What book was that? Oh, in the very beginning, it was always a different book. But when they kind of structured the process, it was the go yeah, the go giver. Right? Or um, before that, it was the business of twenty first, the twenty first century, Robert Kiyosaki. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And we found out later that's that right. other lines of sponsorship were using the business of the 21st century and they would say well the go-giver is actually better but it's because people were looking these books up and linking somebody handing them this book to this organization oh wow yeah Mm -hmm. um so um after you get the book and you meet with people what what's next in the process uh they expect you to read the entire book in like a week (laughs) if not less and meet with them again and they want you to like take all of these notes about the book and takeaways from it and um and then they just want to talk about the book and still don't want to answer any yeah, questions like it's not a book club, they say but... like we don't want to give that Im- that information <laughs> prematurely you're not ready for it like no yeah. i want to know what i'm getting exactly. myself into yeah they really yes. were good at like grooming yes. you into this yeah. process ew i hate that yeah, it's very predatory. Um, and so yes. do you remember your very first board plan that you went to? Uh, yes, it was the one I would just talked about in the really hot room with the guy who was, like, way far up there. Um, and, like, you know, listening to him talk about his story and stuff was like super interesting to me because it's like, yeah, I come from a really rough background too. And like, I want to change my life and I want to do something that when I do leave this world, I leave it with a smile on everybody's face. And so I was like, okay, like this is interesting. This guy has a cool story. But again, like nobody was answering questions about how this was going to work. Like in my mind and in Robert's mind, it was still, we're just going to go to the store, fill up our car and walk away and make money somehow. (laughs) Like, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how are we going to make money? Like, how am I going to eat if I'm shopping from an online store? How am I going to, you know, get all of my stuff? And at this time, like I was not an avid, like Amazon shopper or online shopper. I went to the store and I got what I wanted or needed and I brought it right home and I used it. I never waited for anything. So like placing an order, especially a very large order for something and like having to wait for it, I was just like, this sucks. (laughs) Like I just could go to the Walmart and buy my makeup and use it tonight if I wanted to. Um, But like, I was also just weirded out at the board plans. Like, why are we in someone's living room? why is everybody dressed up like we're supposed to be at a CEO meeting for yeah, Apple or yeah. something? Yeah. And then you're just in somebody's <laughs> living room. Like, exactly. and then everybody, yes. And then everybody like at the end, like chit chats with one another. And I'm like, I don't it's know any so, of these people. I've never seen you in yeah, my life or met and it's you. Awkward. Yes. And you're just like standing there like, mm, yeah, I don't know any of these people. And they're all in their clicks. And then, people will come up to you and like try to be nice. And it's like, I don't know any of this information. I don't know what you're talking about. So like, I don't know why you're so happy about your yes. life right yeah. now. Uh, uncomfortable. Oh, they, oh yeah, definitely uncomfortable. Um, so at what point, um, do you sit down with, with Craig again? And, and when do you meet his wife, Jenny? Um, well, Craig was with, us with all of the meetings um with john and barbara but his wife gosh i want to say well i did meet her prior to this once um but like i said robert did not like them so we never really chatted um but when she came into the process it was probably like six or seven That's right, because isn't their story that like she didn't come around for the longest time and it was just Craig? 
Yeah, it was just Craig. And she had one of those jobs that was like super time consuming though too. Um, and I believe she worked nights at that time. That's in the very right. beginning. That's right. I remember hearing about this because I'm not there yet. Um, this is all kind of your yeah. very first part. Yeah. Um, so what did the end of the process look like for you and Robert? Um, well, since we weren't married, it was more of we went through the whole process and we learned together and it was either he joins and I stand in the shadows and support him or he joins and I join and we do it together, but we do it completely separate. (laughs) And I was like, well, if we're a couple, like what difference does it make? You know, if we are married or unmarried, like why would we have to do things completely separate if we're a couple? And they're like, well, it's just how things are. Like, you know, we try to keep everything very tight knit in the business. So if you're not considered a married couple, you're considered two singles and we would deal with you separately, basically. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. And at the time, like, after we like learned about how much we were supposed to spend, like the obligation to spend every month in our business, I was never going to be able to afford that. (laughs) Not with my bills. There was no way. How much was that? How much was the obligation? Well, it was 150 points or whatever, which amounted to like six or $700. I think it was like $600 a month. That's insane. Yeah. So it was on top of like living a normal life. Then you have to pay for all this. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So they would tell us to like, they'd sit down with you. They'd figure out a budget, right? And they'd figure out your budget and they'd do like this budget sheet with you. And they would basically say you need to get 150 PV and then you needed to get an additional 50 PV and that's your customer volume. Yeah. And then you would go in, they showed us how to go into the website and type in any random customer so that way we would get points for a customer. Am I, that's yep, exactly no, what that's happened, right, Jess? Exactly what so is So you're correct. making up people? Yep. Pretty oh, much. Pretty so basically wow. you would buy your own products and then you would go in and say, oh yeah, I sold 50 of this to my mom who was a customer. Yep. Yep. And then Even the, though you just bought it yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they would spin it, <laughs> I remember John was really big at saying this. He's like, but you're using the product, so you are the customer. Wow. Yep. yep. Even yep. though you could just like go to Walmart and buy it. Yeah. And the products For cheaper are, too. they're outrageously <laughs> expensive. And in my yeah. humble opinion, they're not great. I did not like the makeup. The makeup was terrible. Yeah. Can I ask like, I know I've heard like of the makeup and stuff, but like what other products did they have? Um, they had vitamins. They had snack-like food. Um, pre-workouts. Uh, meal replacement shakes, cleaning products, oral hygiene, hair hygiene, body hygiene. Kind of just mostly that, I think. Yeah. And, um, and what was the, the teaching that you would, you would replace, right? All of your Walmart products with theirs. Yes. So like you would, instead of going to Walmart and getting, you know, like your Clorox and, paper towels and things like that, they would say, oh, just replace them with this and order everything from your website and that will make you money. So I remember having such a difficult time switching the products over because it was so hard to Mm -hmm. justify spending so much money on like uh, laundry detergent. And they would say, get the vitamins because they were the most quote, bang for your buck, you were getting the most PV value for the lowest amount of money spent. So I remember, like, people would figure out, like, if they just bought X amount of vitamins, they would spend the least amount of money and still meet their PV goals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Were there products to, like, I know, like, some, like, companies like that, they, like, their products are, like, clean products. Is that how, like, clean ingredients-wise, is that how they try to, like, 
spinach. Do theirs, yeah. Yeah. Is that why they're like more? Yeah, I think especially the vitamins, they were like, oh, they're plant-based and like it's all you're going to need for the day. All of your fruits and veggies and vitamins and minerals and blah, blah, blah. All natural supplements. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They would say that Amway has their own zip code Mm -hmm. pretty much because they're so big. They really are that big in uh, Michigan. And um, I mean, the company itself, fantastic. Like some of their products are great. Like the fact that they grow all of the things that Mm -hmm. go into their vitamins, Mm -hmm. um, they would really start to push that. Um, But it wasn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jess, but it wasn't until you became an IBO that they even started talking to you about products? Um, no, they would talk to me about products. Um, it wasn't until I became an IBO that they talked to me about um, like how to build the business. Okay, I mean like when, you, when Robert was in the process, like when did they start talking about products? Oh, as soon as he launched. So as soon as he became an IBO? Yeah. Gotcha, okay. So... Um, now that, that Robert, so was Robert pretty motivated about this business? Yeah, he was pretty like all in, like, you know, all or nothing in the very beginning. Um, you know, he very much saw it as an opportunity to get out of the construction field and do something that would basically work for him and he wouldn't have to work anymore, which cool you know like everybody I feel like wants to be a business owner you know um but yeah he was very motivated and very much like I want to get this and go and run with it wow so what was that like for you as soon as he launched like what what how did your relationship change the moment he launched um I was on the back burner I no longer was a girlfriend I was a a mother, per se. I did everything for him because he had to focus on the business. Um, he couldn't focus on bills, money, laundry, cleaning, none of that. That was all for me to do. Um, and that's how it's structured throughout the whole um, mentorship. All of the women, they take on everything they take on the kids work the business the budgeting the money the downline the cross lines the every which direction can confirm that's exactly how it went women were women were also um unless they were singles they were not allowed to share the plan on like the board so board plan right so you have the presenter um it's always men Unless wow. it's a woman who was in the business with her husband mm-hmm. and they divorced. And I think there was also one woman who was way high up that they like said that she built it by herself, which is super uncommon. Um, but yet her husband was on stage with her. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I that. yeah. Yeah. But um, I remember that. So you took over everything. You took over the calendar. You took over everything. And what at first was Robert's work habit like? Because they really push work habit. Um, he struggled, honestly. He was not a consistent person. He was one of those like start, stop, start, stop kind of people. Um, and I kind of knew that from the beginning, even prior to this business. Um, but he would start reading like the books. He would start doing the whole like communicate stuff. And, um, he would go strong for like a week and a half and then he would fall off. And that's when I started to see, like, the emotional manipulation of, like, well, it's my fault that he's falling off track. Um, And, like, even the people above, like, they were so, I guess, kind about it in the beginning. You know, it's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Like, everybody starts out somewhere, like... You just got to keep pushing forward. Um, And when you feel, when you don't feel like doing it, like push yourself to do it and then you'll stay on that track and then you'll like train your brain to continue doing it and you won't fall off anymore, basically. Um, But he was never going out and like prospecting people. Is that what it's called? I can't remember now. 
Yeah, yeah. Like so they would tell us not people to call into it. the business. Yeah, they would tell us not to call it prospecting. They're like, you're not prospecting, you're making connections. There, yeah, um, that's why. <laughs> so they would talk really a lot about like, you need to go out and build this business. Yeah. What exactly does that mean, Jess? Um, going out and making those connections and getting people in the process they would always talk about you want multiple people in the process at every stage of the process. So basically you're going out and talking to someone, you're asking them like personal questions. Like, um, they really like heavily went into like, uh, um, talking to people. So I think I, I I was telling Corey about this recently about how they start you off and like give you goals Mm -hmm. and like, um, how you basically build you up to where you can go, without shame tell somebody that you have some connections that you want to introduce them to yeah yeah could you imagine doing that like could you imagine tomorrow you say that you go out and you talk to some the cashier at the grocery store no yeah it's nerve-wracking even now talking to people in public is still very nerve-wracking for me because i don't want to come off as like some weirdo like I felt like I was a weirdo for so long without even realizing it because I was brainwashed but now I'm like I just I don't want to be that weirdo <laughs> yeah yeah I get it um okay I have a question really Go ahead. Fast. sorry yeah. so I know you guys talk about like in person like m- making these like connections but were you allowed to use like social media as a way to do it or no that's a good question not in the beginning they were like, stay off of your social media. Don't message people. You want everything to be done on the phone. Yeah. Like you phone can't, calls. Yeah. And they would tell you, don't, um, don't put it on Facebook. Don't advertise this. Don't even talk to people about this. Yeah. That's kind of weird since how you're trying to like get people involved. You would think social media would be a great outlet for that. It's, mm-hmm. it's how they brainwash you. They're like, they're, your friends and family aren't going to understand. Your friends and family are not going to support you. And they tell you that from day one. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, So now that Robert's an IVO, what what do his obligations look like from, you know, in comparison to the process? The process was just you guys went to some of these meetings. What did it look like once he was a full-blown IBO? Hold on. Sorry. Can you just explain, either one of you, can you explain what an IBO is? Because we haven't talked about that. Oh, yeah. Jess, go ahead. Uh, So it's an independent business owner through Amway. So you're, like, basically an independent contractor. So that's when you're able to, like, start selling the products and stuff to people? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Okay. Um, What was my – what did I say before that? Oh, his obligations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry. good. That's okay. So, yeah, what what were his obligations now that he is an independent business owner? He's launched his business, and he's, like, in Worldwide and Amway. Um, so we were – well, he, I should say. He was supposed to attend, uh, like, two to three of the board plans per month, uh, make sure he was reading – a book off of their approved book list every night for 15 minutes, Um, sending a communicate up line about his day, um, his reading, and usually it had to do with like something like affirmations or um, just like one thing specifically about the day. Do you want to tell really quick what communicate is? Yeah, so it's like a voicemail app, I would say, Um, or like a walkie-talkie app almost, kind of, combination of those two things. Yeah, it's a worldwide-specific app. It was not not an Amway app. So this is, again, part of that. It's kind of differentiating, right, the mentorship organization versus the distribution center. We really did not engage a whole lot with that distribution uh, company except for to purchase our products and mm-hmm. your pin levels. Um, so pretty much everything was through like worldwide. Yes. yes. Other than getting the product. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Sorry. Go on about obligations. Oh, you're fine. Um, so he was in the communicate and then like 
annually there was like those four major functions they would call it um basically it's a board plan on like steroids i would say yeah um you go it's like in like coliseums and stuff yeah they're like days long they're yeah. like two and days like a whole weekend it's like from like 9 a.m to like midnight and then like 10 a.m to like five the next yeah. day and then sometimes there was even some on friday where it was like 5 p.m to midnight yeah we were exhausted and you weren't eating very much, too, because they would talk to you about what, like, you could only bring in. Well, the, the Coliseums got stricter and stricter with what you could bring in. But ultimately, like, you'd have to sneak in food. Like, you, they would tell you you can't yeah. buy food there because you're setting a bad example. Mm-hmm. A bad example of feeding my body? Yeah. Wow. They'd yeah, say that's not healthy. Much. Nachos aren't healthy. You're going to pass out halfway during this speaker. And- I'm going to pass out if I don't eat. Yeah, we would. Yeah, yeah, we. Like, That's you just, so crazy. What's the best I'm thing? I'm sure that, I have pictures of us passed out at these functions. You do. We do. I'm sure I we do. We do have pictures of each other sleeping at wow. these events. Um, we would get there god awful hours early in the morning too to try to get a good spot. And then they want you to yeah. like you're there so early and then you're leaving so late. That's so crazy. Yep. Yep. And then um, yeah. we would sleep in line. I mean, and I'm, then they're like, "Don't eat." Yeah, Just yeah. Basically, you could only bring in products, and these products were not like a meal. No, like you're talking popcorn and granola bars, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Nothing really of sustenance. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Um, so with the obligations, how did your guys' schedules change? from what they were before like did you guys see like spend a lot of time together like what what did what was your relationship looking like at this point um in the beginning it didn't change too much because we still live together um but right at his launch was right after a major function that we had went to um and he actually kicked me out and broke up with me what wow yeah. What? Um, I had yeah, no idea that so, this happened. <laughs> Plot twist. said that because I wasn't going to be an IBO, that he wasn't sure if he wanted to be with me. What? Wow. Should have been my red flag to run far, far away. What but. the hell? <laughs> wow. Okay. So I... I think this is going to, is this kind of a longer story with how this all transpired? Because what I think, I think we should end it here. Um, cause we're, we're at just about an hour and we can, we can pick up on part two. Okay. We can leave them on a cliffhanger. Yeah. We love doing that. We do. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much, Jess. We really appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us virtually and, yes. um, sharing your story we're so excited to kind of see where everything goes where this guy like breaks up with you all of a sudden after this entire journey and this is no more and this isn't even halfway is it no unfortunately (laughs) she's like we're just getting started awesome well Corey, where can everybody follow us at you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at x's and t underscore podcast and yeah, that's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and check out our Instagram because we are going to have photos that correspond with our story yeah, on there. Yeah, we do every time we upload. So if you go to our Facebook the day that we upload, which is every Thursday, go on our Instagram, look, and then there's usually um, some sort of picture that corresponds of whatever episode that we're having that day. Yeah, so come back and visit us. Bye, everybody. Bye.